Hello. Welcome to Ergo. I am Kiss. Damon is on his way up the stairs. He's cutting it close this week. I have been in that position. It is a stressful position. I imagine he will be sprinting in the door uh, any moment now. But what we do here is we showcase the folks reshaping the culture of our city for the more equitable and the more creative. Each week, a different live, long-form conversation with an artist, organizer, space maker, culture maker, someone uh, making things that are pushing the boundaries of what our city can and does look like. We have a very special guest up here today. Uh, but first, there he is. See, I knew hey. it. You said you would be here by announcements. You're here right at announcements. Hey, everybody. Yeah, let's do it. Say I go radio. I like the energy. Uh, let's get into some community announcements up top. You got anything first and foremost, Dan? No, nah, I'm just happy to be here. Man. I'm happy to have you here. Oh, it's very illegally. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's only illegal Good if you luck. get a ticket. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can put your car anywhere that was deep. once. That was profound. Mm, it's too early for that. <laughs> uh, to, today at 8:30 at Talia Hall, Red Bull Music has a round robin event where it's a it's a series of different duets. A bunch of Ergo folks, including a Kenya, uh, are on that show and basically like it pairs two musicians or artists and they do like a little collab together um so that's tonight at talia hall on saturday is the next edition of the hood wazi this is our labor day show on sex work and sex workers that's a reunion chicago um definitely come through we've been doing all kinds of cool new stuff with that including uh the footage is being turned into these like 30 to 40 minute episodes so if you haven't been to a hood wazi in a while come through and get familiar uh also, it launched last night, but it's going on all month. Uh, the Chicago Music Industry Summit at the Apple Store um, got going last night with a. It's a series of like workshops and panels and performances from a whole bunch of music uh, industry folks and musicians all over the city. So check their website uh, for what's going on there. There's a whole bunch of cool stuff coming up with that. And then tomorrow night at 7 p.m. at AM FM uh, is their closing. Uh, like their gallery closing, they unfortunately are having to leave the space that they've been in. Um, they're doing a fundraiser for the new space and the new programs that they have going on there. So support Ergo alum Sierra McKissick uh, by coming through. Or if you can't, I know she's got like a GoFundMe type situation. Um, and then on the 5th is the beginning of the trial for Jason Van Dyke, uh, who murdered Laquan McDonald. Um, there's been all kinds of talk about what the like legal protests outside of that are going to be and where the space is. Anyway, on the 5th at 8 a.m., the trial starts. Um, there'll be a whole bunch of folks outside of the courthouse at 26th and California. So be one of those people and help hold this murder accountable. That's what I got. Let's do it. So <laughs> we have a very special guest here in the HBK studio. Uh, one of my favorite rappers in the city. Excited to chop it up with him. Folks, make some noise for Kari. Bra, bra, bra. <laughs> yeah, there we exactly. go. Okay, <laughs> right with it. A very, a very subtle, laid-back air horn. You don't hear that every day. So we always like to start the show uh, the same way. Uh, in this time, in this moment, in this season, how is the world treating you, and how are you treating the world? Um, man, that's a heavy question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm doing well. The world is treating me very nicely. Chicago is my home it treats me well i love it. it's my favorite place to be in the world at any given point so i'm just here with my family and friends making music it's great that sounds, <laughs> that sounds pretty damn good yeah. yeah is there a set like a clear-cut second favorite place oh man i haven't thought about that i haven't traveled a lot all of them all my traveling has come from you know just going and doing shows places mm-hmm. 
And doing Michigan. the show is, is not always the same as traveling. Right. It's when you have like to work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's cool because you get money. True. <laughs> I was. It's it's kind of tight to like go on vacation and yeah, get paid for yeah, it. Yeah, rather than, no, that's the best. Because every time you go on vacation, you spend a shitload of money. That was the first half of my 2018, and then I looked at my bank account. I was like, oh, turns Don't. out traveling for work pays you, and traveling not for work you costs you. Yeah. yeah. Funny how that works. Is there anywhere that you haven't been that in your mind you're like this might be the second best place? Like, someone told me. Realize? Someone told me Berlin's pretty lit. Mm. And I'm trying to go check Berlin out. Mm. Berlin is excellent. I, I strongly recommend it. <laughs> excellent. I like that. <laughs> but that's we, just what I thought. What was that? Yesterday we were talking about free college. They, oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell them yeah this so is like, just a PSA. Yeah. So Germany, they, they're like killing shit with it. Cause nice. they In the good way. In the good way. Yeah. yeah. They're, <laughs> they're sensitive to such things. But um, I think they target Americans, but just anybody in the world can go to Germany to college for free. So not only do you go for free, but they give you a six months of a training institute. I forgot what it's called, where like they teach you German, right? Yeah. So you get to go learn when German. Did, when did they start doing this? <laughs> like within the last couple of years. Um, <laughs> so and, so and, and then once you like go through, especially if you like, you can get like a whole ass master's for free. And then they try to like give you a job too, because they want you to stay there and pay taxes yeah. and like contribute to the system. So it's like the opposite of what yeah. people with advanced degrees who come to the States for get is like you have to leave in six months if you can't get a job that's willing to sponsor. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So if somebody's trying to make that move. That's Germany's lit as out fuck. There. <laughs> I was running that up. Uh, can I curse? Uh I'm sorry, guys. The, uh, <laughs> so the the technical answer that's is no. That's enough said. <laughs> we have beef with the FCC, do so dude, speak however you however okay. you feel moved. All right. FDF, FFC or whatever. FCC. FCC. Yeah, FDF, and FCC. the FFC, whoever they are. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Whoever, all of yeah. them. Yeah. They're probably not great. Abbreviations usually means fans. This sounds vague, but I have a reason why I ask it. What like literally excites you? Because... When I, the thing I think about you the most, I think you are like one of the more laid back people I see in the public. <laughs> is that accurate? Do you Am I like, in the public? That's what, that's tight. You're in the public. You that's perform. So, you, you, all right, cool, if cool. your name has ever been on a flyer. All right, cool, cool. Then you're in the public. Nice. Yeah. Well, um, welcome to the public. <laughs> cool. Do you, do you feel that, that you are considerably more laid back than some of your contemporaries? Uh, my contemporaries mean like other artists or like rappers, people, people, just people, just I'm people like, in the scene, yeah, more the Chicago mix. I mean, yeah, I feel, I, I feel that. Like <laughs> I go places, you know, how you go places, you're like, oh, yeah, I want to go home. Yeah, you do the cool. <laughs> Sometimes I want to go home. You know, I'm just like a regular person. I guess you could say, um, you know, when's the last time you were excited? I have what? social anxiety. If that's the real. <laughs> okay. that, that is where. First of all, yet welcome, again, welcome, welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that moment of the I want to go home moment because I think we both definitely understand that feeling and know to know to listen to it when it when it comes up. When when do you choose to listen to that and just go home? And what are some moments where you've been like, you know what? Part of me is telling me to go home, but I'm just gonna stay and stick it out. Like what what would get you to stick it out when that feeling comes up? Uh I I, I look at my loved ones' faces, <laughs> see how they're feeling. <laughs> I, I I listen to the verbiage, see if they're uh, coherent. <laughs> How, how's everybody doing? We got like this mutual thing going on. We're all still here. And sometimes, you know, so if I'm feeling anti-social or like anti-anything and the people around me, I, I, I don't want to, I'm cynical at times. So I don't want to, 
I don't want to like put, give everybody a dark cloud over their head. Yeah. So I'm like, we can have, we can stay and have a good time. Yeah. I'll just suck it up. Sit here. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo Switch mm. makes it so you can pull this big ass Game Boy out of your bag. I'm sorry, uh, but that's no, yeah. about no, that. No, you, that okay. you can certainly. Yeah. Uh, you could pull this Nintendo Switch out and be anti-social, but social some, but you know, you can still, it's cool. It's, it's a conversation it's a, starter. It's great. You know, yeah. you could yeah. detach from your immediate environment for a little bit and still be somehow engaged in an endearing way. You just fit in the background. Where wow. I, I think, sponsored by Nintendo. Yeah. I think, I think my, uh, angst and sometimes like, sometimes I think I take on the, the notion of anxiety where it's really just like, I think cynicism is, is really accurate. Like sometimes I'm just like, this shit is, is not, it's not good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so like for me, if it is my friend, too- Dolly Austin has this thing. He says like, let shout him, out. Dolly. Let, yeah. That's what I do. He's like, let him cook. Man. Yeah. Let him cook. So I'm like, all right, yeah, let, let him cook. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to do that more, but if it is too crowded or there has been like too much of a decrease, right? Like I want it to be moderately, attended mm-hmm. but like if it's if it's hot sweaty like sticky floor no movement mm-hmm. can't lean on nothing can't sit on nothing then i'm probably not I, gonna I be totally able to last too that. long and then if it's like oh damn everybody just left i definitely don't want to be the last person and there's a lot of factors that go into it if you just like don't make yourself feel uncomfortable you want to be comfortable you want to make sure everybody's having a good time and yeah. then you know you're good <laughs> if you're not the person on stage what is the ideal room if you're going out to a thing like what do you want to have in the room if you're just there chilling i'm just there chilling i want to have like some music for sure like mm-hmm. there needs to be some music in the yeah. background at a nice at a volume where people can speak to each other and then you know and drift off into the music if they exactly. want yeah. get that ratio down some people just blast the music uh some things I can't say because of the FCC. <laughs> I'm just playing. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, coffee. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> really, you just enjoy like a like a nice coffee shop. <laughs> no music, and then people. You know, people that I relate to. Yeah. You know, uh, there needs to be a healthy amount of black people because I'm yeah. black. <laughs> Shout out. You know, it's, it's, I like that. I like some. Uh, <laughs> I, like that. I, I like some ethnic diversity in the room uh then i'm good you know you're the politician over here you know (laughs) you know your base but you know you know don't want to offend (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. you know what's the the ultimate move like if you this is for like if you are not in a group but like you got people with you or people that you know with you but you're not rocking with it maybe you're uncomfortable maybe you're feeling anxious maybe you got some beef or something the the food suggester is always is always the man. The person said, "Hey, y'all want to get some food?" Okay. Everybody's like, "Oh hell yeah!" Because like you're, you're now not just like, shooting something down. You're, you're bringing energy. Honestly, the, anybody who knows how to capitalize on an opportunity to suggest something that the entire group should yeah. do is it's, it's very smart. Yeah, and, the, the group suggester. Is, yeah, is, is take, the take you know, yeah, be a leader. I'm not trying to be it's the okay. court jester. I'm trying to be the court suggester. <laughs> just make suggestions. Exactly. <laughs> so that's, ama- it, that's actually amazing. <laughs> in addition to suggesting. uh you're like I mentioned, one of my favorite rappers that exists in this city. Um, and damn, thank you. You said exists. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, not just who rap, <laughs> just exists. I think like we t- we spend so much time up here talking to people who do multiple things, and not that you don't do multiple things, but you know, like someone who's a rapper and an organizer and a blah blah, blah and a this and a that and a space maker. And, and sometimes I really enjoy talking to someone who like has a thing that they're really, 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 really good at. And what I think you're really good at 
of the things that I've seen is you're really good at making rap songs. Thank you. Um, so first of all, this is just the gas you up section. <laughs> but I also think like there's a lot of people who are really good at rapping who aren't that good at making rap songs. Uh, Call them now. Are you about to say some names, bro? No, that's no, no, be, no, me, that would be hard. I'm like, yo, <laughs> real, 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 <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> you said you wanted to turn this up. But I, I think, and sometimes for the folks who are like, no, I make songs, that means like having like a very melodic hook or like the structure, the production's a, a very like, they're like, I don't just make rap songs, I make songs and it kind of degrades the act. I think what you do really well is like they are, you rap and the songs feel good and then the song ends and then it's another song. So <laughs> it's, it, I know I'm, I'm rambling here, but I think what I'm asking <laughs> is <laughs> what are the pieces that you choose to keep out of what you do that enable it to like, like how do you keep it simple basically? Before you answer, I just love how you like described how music works. Like, <laughs> make a song, ends? it ends. And then there's another. It's amazing. <laughs> it's magical. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the album ends, yeah. and then you turn it off. <laughs> no, but yeah, how do you do? You think about it as keeping it simple. Um, that's a good question. I guess I admit a lot of details. It's like okay, a good way to put it is like uh is um revising an essay mm -hmm. it's like because you think about like you have a claim and you're supporting your claim like you think about sometimes i'll i can do like i'll do like a stream of conscious thing you know and like say a bunch of stuff that i'm feeling like actual emotions just like just go off and not not pay attention to it kind of and come back and read it and see how it sounds and like try to read it from another perspective see how this would sound to someone who has no idea who i am do i sound like a crazy person <laughs> do i sound like i'm talking to myself mm. am i rapping about rapping mm. wow. <laughs> oh you let's, named it let's let's stay right there oh that's i say that that's how a link feel about someone i who raps about rapping? really am underwhelmed by people who rap about how well they rap uh me and my friend jesse talked about that a couple of years <sighs> ago well, i used to rap with this kid jesse and I, to me, he's one of the best songwriters I've ever known personally because he's just a great poet. And uh, he, just, he mentioned that to me, like as a young kid, when you're just like growing up and like listening to things people say about what you do. He mentioned that about somebody else. He was like, man, he just raps about rapping. And I was like, yo, what? <laughs> like, yo, that's crazy. Yeah. Like my bars are so much, yeah. you know, it's weird. It's, it's yeah. Sometimes I'm not into it. If you could do it, take like, that's also the spirit of rap though. Like hip hop has been carried. Like you have to let people know or like you have, to, it's, it's braggadocious. That's part yeah. of it. It's that, like that, letting that, people know who you are. There's some culture to it, but like it's cool once you are saying a lot of profound things and then you kind of tongue in cheek. Say, I think Jay Z is good at that, right? Like he can rap about how good he raps, but some people make verses or like eight bar. I think Drake Jay Z and Lazy J. Cole. I we, we're trained new, like hip hop rap is so new york and like we're trained whenever we hear somebody with a new york accent spitting some shit i'm sorry guys but when you hear a new somebody with that like crispy new york you're like oh the hip hop is just oh oh boss because we just like condition that's that's where it's at but yeah. that is funny from an accent perspective and you see people who like take that you know i'm jealous of people with accents because they could just do things to somebody you have an accent yeah, I want to. Everyone has an accent. There, there are ways you. Have, well, do you, do you think you have an accent? Like, are there words that when you hear it played back, you're like, "Oh, that sounds interesting." With that, like how my mouth forms that word. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a huge part of rapping or doing poetry or whatever. Period. But 
Because when I'm I, sorry, I'm yeah. terribly congested. No, so if I keep making no, disgusting the snorts noises, are really good I'm for sorry. Them. They like they really like that and chewing are the two sounds that sound okay. worse on the radio. So yeah, but I, <laughs> I'm being so cold today. I don't know. It's but, real, it's real. Uh, that that makes sense the way you just said that because I think one thing that comes across in your music is you really like the sound of words, like even as much maybe as the meaning of them. Uh yeah, I I place value in the word itself, mm-hmm. and like. As much as I can, try to, because <laughs> yeah. like I'm still like writing. I'm just you know, but yeah, I I like words. I I actually like. I used to talk about that. Like one word itself, words are magical. Like that, mm. I could go into it, but you look like you're about it. to say something. Yeah, you know what you're about I, to say? I mean, I can expound, but I, it's you're the guest. You're the guest. <laughs> right. Yeah, I use I say like. Uh, I used to say like this is a very dumb thing. Uh, it sounds like a sixteen-year-old said it, but I was sixteen when I I was saying. <laughs> but <Coincidentally. laughs> yeah, when I was like sixteen or something, I was still writing raps. And I used to say like, "Oh, a word is like a word is like a magic carpet, and on this magic carpet is floating. Uh, flo- uh, there's like ideas, whatever like images or like memories or whatever." you know whatever this word represents for you in your mind you know and like sometimes that's linked to those that's whatever it is linked to is those are real emotions and real things that people feel but the words like carry it yeah and they have so much power you know so like you could say one you know some people don't care about certain words we know the power of words i could say a one word right now that would you would have to turn the radio station <laughs> you have to be like oh, i'm sorry guys <laughs> you know you have to apologize to some people but we got beef with fcc we've gone there no nah, there there are some ones that even that, that make people but, cringe even but that cringe. is the, like the theme i guess already of the conversation so far is the like yeah like words have meaning in that way yeah one of my favorite just the, what we define mm-hmm. as. like like i think some people um when they come to america to learn english they learn idioms first like ex- mm. expressions common expressions mm. that people say and then learn the meaning behind them yeah. and that that helps them learn like at least like you know i, I really like that that floating carpet i i have a very similar metaphor that like at first i used to say words are like boxes um and then you pack them in with 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 a bunch yeah. of ideas uh, a more specific is like a gift basket right because gift baskets for the most part are like the same things in different distributions, right? Like you can get some bananas, you can get some grapes, you might get a few flowers, it might be a teddy bear, right? So like most people, even or like pineapple here and there, but yeah. it might be more pineapple in one for somebody else, more grapes mm-hmm. in another, right? So everybody has their own like subjective mm-hmm. ideas that they come to the Absolutely. world with. But then there's like, a few gift baskets out there that are just like they're just wild shit in there, <laughs> just like <laughs> like macadamia. You know, I don't know, like I, yeah. I don't know what's like a, a, a gift ba- basket outlier, but I think I think about that. And then another Marvel. thing that's that's dope, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I don't need to borrow a, a jack set, a whoopee cushion. I don't yeah. know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my gift but another thing that's cool about words, especially words that are like mo- mo- more than one syllable, like multisyllabic words, is that most words are just a bunch of words put together like most words are poems like built inside of each other oh man and then that when you think about language like they come from certain regions yeah. of the world and like how they so much stuff and it's crazy that there i speak english i don't speak any other languages <laughs> yeah. and someone was just telling me uh some i was just talking to joe fresh goods and he was at the uh he was at the chance show in japan that he just had and uh he said it was interesting because he, I, I don't think 
I don't think the crowd understands what Chance is saying. <laughs> like he'll he'll be rapping his lyrics and put the point the mic at the crowd and I think the music will stop and nobody will say anything. Mm. And but they love the music so yeah. much. And I'm just like, wow. <laughs> like yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. They don't understand us. <laughs> but there's that's also lots of, lots of examples where people go overseas and the crowd does rap the words back and they still don't know what they mean. That's so they know how too. to make the sounds and they like know the rhythm of it is enough that it moves them without any of the meaning attached to it, which has got to be like the weirdest. That's mind blowing. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if it's just like because America and imperialism has like dominated the world in and so many so ways. Many so there's like a, there's like a, a love or like a, this weird love hate relationship with America. Cause I just, I couldn't imagine just like being turnt at like, I, I just think, <laughs> you know, I, just like, we have somebody who somebody writes words. Belgium or whatever, you know? <laughs> well, there's, there are people who translate things. So I guess anything can get translated if it's worth being translated, right? Mm-hmm. All the good publications get translated in every language around yeah. them. So, you know, if, if I like my raps, like, you know, people like translating Kendrick lyrics for people. Yeah. And but think I, about it. I'm sure things get lost, though. You know? Yeah, I feel that. Like, um, you know, think about it. You ever heard a joke that's been translated and it's almost never funny. Yeah. Like humor is so specific to like the way that the kind of like what we're talking about, the, the sounds that are made in your mouth when you say it and the flow of it and the rhythm of it that like just the idea isn't enough to make that involuntary reaction. And I think music's come sometimes the same way. So, so I think music has that ability because it you can hear something. Music carries emotion and vibes and like, well, you know, you can feel it. You feel music. It resonates with you. Music is energy. Sound is energy. Right. It's waves, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like, if somebody's saying something to you, like I connect with hip hop because though these are people who I relate to inherently. We're from the same community. Mm-hmm. We have the same environment in a sense. So like, it's just their take on it. I, I, I connect with so much because sometimes somebody will say something that I feel like, I can't hear anywhere else. I can't believe that somebody out there who's not me, who I'd never met before, yeah. understands me in like in this way that I've not seen anywhere else in society. Like that's happened for me in hip hop, and yeah. and when I take that away from be just being hip hop, like that's art. You know, that's what yeah. art. That's the that's what art is about. You know, connecting with people you don't know and never seen before, and sharing an experience and sharing a way where it brings you together and it gives you it it gives you a valuable perspective. You know, mm-hmm. and uh. So I think that's I think music has the ability to do that regardless. Art art does. So that yeah. and like that's what validates hip hop is just a form of art. Like I feel like hip hop should be in museums. Like right. I feel like some some verses, some images that these, you know, people are painting should be in a vault somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. people people who really care can see this and like see this portrayed and see what it means to these people, you know. And archived in that. I mean, that's the big is like museums do both work, right? Of like pre- presenting contemporary things, but they also do the work of like presenting things in the past and archiving them and keeping them protected and, and giving them a home so that in 50 years, you know, things that even, you know, now we might not appreciate, there will be a space where they've been like protected and then can be presented. And sometimes they're not presented well or right or they're reductive, but Mm-hmm. At least there's a place that you know people can come back to and still engage with it. Definitely. Do Do you have a, uh, a like a more explicitly just poetic background at all? I'm I'm getting that sense. I, I've heard you reference poetry and the way that you're speaking about words and language. No, so, I think I have a natural interest in you know, uh, poetry. 
and poetry and just dialect and like hearing how because I come from like I was born in the hood like I I got used to, I used to get made fun of when I was a kid for talking proper like you yeah, talk yeah. white. What part of the city are you from? I'm from the west side. Okay. Like my 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 mom's from the west side. My dad's from the north side. I've lived in every part of the city. When I talk about it, I sound crazy, but it's like I've really lived all over the city. But how? Let, let's let's go into that. What are? Let, let's make a, a short list of some of some areas that, that I've lived that you, in. That you've lived. Okay, I've lived in Chatham. I've lived in Bronzeville. I've lived in L Town, K Town. I've lived in Rogers Park. I've lived in Wicker Park. I've lived in Humboldt Park. I've lived in Irving Park. I've lived in. <laughs> I've, I've lived on the lakefront, but like on the beach. You know, mm-hmm. I've lived. I've lived. Uh, and I've lived in Oak Park for two years. I lived, uh, you know, I've lived. This everywhere. is many moving days. I've never lived. I've I've moved. Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't even think about it. Uh, oh. But it's I've uh, like, I just moved. I moved. <laughs> I've moved. <laughs> I saw so much like pain and hurt flash through your eyes. There's right just now. so many things I'm thinking about. But yeah, <laughs> so I'm Scott, and I'm from the hood. Like I'm from the hood, and I I my mom used to talk to me when i was a kid but anyway i so i can't say that when i was when my my um stepfather my little brother's father was a producer and he made beats and my is it can i speak this long is that okay yeah yes. I'm, okay i'm sorry <laughs> we got uh, we got time uh, very polite though i appreciate you being aware just <laughs> i'm like oh yeah we are on like but time but, but it's your but it's your it's your your time um thank you my my stepfather was a producer and he had he had this rapper friend who would come over the setup was in our living room Mm because he made the beats you know so the rapper would come to our crib and rap his name is akbar uh he was uh he he was a rapper you know but he didn't rap like everyone else like he was on some like he just had a conscious like hip-hop flow type thing and i think some uh, he was like he 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 just hearing him say things like, Yo, I saw the mothership. Visions of the Crystal City made this brother flip. It was the mothership. Like I was I was like, yo, like wow. what is you what is he him? talking about? You yeah, know, because yeah, yeah, the one yeah. on the radio I hear of other stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? No, but this this was this was like um this was like two thousand, two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Did so, you like his music though? The stuff you yeah. were making? You were you were like Cause yeah. sometimes I loved hip hop. Like at a young age, my mom, like my, I think that's what it is too. Like my mom, the music my parents listened to. Like my mom, they had me at a very young age. They were teenagers, and I was born in 1996. Mm. And my mom and dad, 17 and 19, so they were in mm. high school. And, right. You know, but my mom, my mom listened to Outkast and Erica Badu. You know, Lauren Hill, like that type of stuff. Uh, she listened to. Uh, she, I, I listen to Ludacris a lot. <laughs> who who didn't? <laughs> no, Ludacris like, really dominated. The, the early my dad listened to Mob Deep and Nas and Biggie and Jay Z. Hence you know? the New York appreciation. That you, that I, yeah, you know. I have yeah. to. Like, I love all that stuff. Like, yeah. I love that soulful, like, kind of young, you know, black music. <laughs> it's so fun to think about the generational part of that. You know, like the example I always give is that ASAP Rocky's named after Rakim. Like. Mm-hmm. it's just it's we're only two to three generations and into we, this form you know man our people were 
but our people love that. Like our people have stories to tell. <laughs> you know, like they they we have hip hop has a very poetic background. It's poetry. But that lineage of it is is an yeah. interesting. You know what I re- so I, I'm I'm 92. You have a much older spirit than 96. Thank you. I, I don't know. I, I I know when I hear people say I have an old soul, like it makes me cringe a little bit. <laughs> but I think I, I think I I think I resonate with I don't know. That means you're like 22. I'm 22. So that means when like I was coming out, you was like 18, 19 then. Uh, yeah, that was like three, three, four years ago. Like we're hurt and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I was seventeen when I was seventeen, eighteen and hurt. Oh, well. <laughs> Do you yeah. think people knew that that y'all were so young? No, I find out every day that people did not know how old I was. Everyone thinks I'm older than I am. I, Why does it make you cringe? Uh, no, that doesn't make me cringe. It makes me cringe. When I hear someone else say, like, I have an old soul. Because, <laughs> like, I'm like, uh. That was me trying to no, no, be nicer than saying you look old. No, no, no. Not, <laughs> no, no, no. not when someone else says, me, Kari, has an old oh. soul. When someone, I hear someone else, maybe my age, say something oh, like. about themselves. Yeah. I don't like that either. Yeah, it's no. weird. That means it's like, you, no, you don't. It means you can't relate <laughs> to people your own age. Yeah. Or it means you think you're doing more, like, no, you yeah, don't. You're yeah. the, you're 23. Like, you yeah, know, right? like, <laughs> I, I've, cr- I've been humbled so many <laughs> no, times know exactly to know that I'm not 22 year old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but people forget that I've been in a lot of situations. I've, I dropped out of high school when I was 16, but all my friends have always been older than me. What school did you go to? I, I went to Von Steuben. Ah, I think it might be the first Von, Von Steuben. Wait, Br- Britain name might have went to Von Steuben. Perhaps. Okay, you was up there. But okay. there's, there's there's some guys. So let's we, we try to do a little map of like where everybody went to high school okay. in the city. So just for the record, I was supposed to graduate in 2014. Right, I left early. For and any, I, any one particular reason was it music stuff or just in general life stuff? I think to I met I I was an excellent student, like standardized test murder in a, like <laughs> yeah. 33 act you know hey, what you nothing. trying to do <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> nothing you can't mess with my test scores <laughs> you know i didn't i didn't like doing homework and so i was i started making music in high school like i wanted to make music and then i met someone who who told me that she, i didn't know that people just tested out of high school i didn't know that was a thing and some i met a woman yeah they tried to keep that real secret people, yeah they don't let you know people that. be begging the doors <laughs> you mean i get out of here oh, hell no. <laughs> well, you can take a test and get the equivalent to a diploma people don't know that but i mean maybe they shouldn't it's okay to graduate high school it's just for me it didn't work um but i so I was already just that type of person. I felt like I just wanted to be elsewhere during school. I was like, I could be in the studio. That's how I felt, you know. I can't, and I couldn't change that. Mm. And obviously, my parents didn't understand that at all. Everybody was like, "What are you talking about? You're supposed to be in school, bro. Like that's what everyone your age does <laughs> everywhere." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I feel like when I'm looking out the window while I'm in school, it looks sunny, <laughs> and like I want to go to the studio. And then uh it's not sunny in the studio though. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's equally inside in the studio. Maybe more so inside. The window well, it was, that, that was more just so like when I get out of school, it gets dark. Right. Yeah. And then you're like, my day was just spent here. Yeah, yeah that yeah, was what my fun. brother did. He went to performing arts high school and he said that like he would get there early and then he had rehearsal after school. So he, in the winter, literally you don't he wouldn't see the sun. Okay. And they weren't allowed to leave alone. So you'd like be in the building at 7.30, leave at 5.30. Yeah, yeah. look, no God sun. forbid you do something extracurricular. Then yeah. you you have to go to school two hours early and you don't leave until the, it's 7, yeah. you know? 
Nah, it's crazy. They they treat they do treat like the daytime outside during the school day like it's lava out there or something. Like <laughs> yeah. y'all have to stay in the, the safe know, zone. They know if kids taste that sunshine, yeah. they're not coming back. Like, <laughs> yeah. We they didn't do open campus lunch from us because we were just like ready to go. I started <laughs> I started leaving. You know? I literally I started walking out. Of like my now I'm, uh, I'm full now. But <laughs> shout, shout out to the woman I met who she she was gonna test out early and go to the military. She wanted to go to the military, so she was like, I'm just gonna get out. Or and, and so, uh, did you do that? Did you test? Oh yeah, I got. My, I took. I just took a GD. Got my GED. Oh wow! And and so the uh, let's let's go to that moment. Like, what was the plan? Was there a plan? Yeah, uh, I was like, "Hey, mom." <laughs> um, <clears throat> how how did it work out? Okay, I told my mom during my junior year that I was contemplating dropping out and she was like you're crazy i was pregnant with you when i was a senior mm. you know i did that i walked across the stage this this and this told me some stuff i didn't know about my family <laughs> i was like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah that talk is always crazy <laughs> and i was like i hear you but it's a different time this is what i want to do i'm going to go to college a year early i told her that i was like i i think at the time i thought i was going to go to college a year early i was like i'm just going to I don't feel anything happened for me at school right now. I'm going to get my GED. I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'm going to take a year off because I wanted to do that or whatever. But she wasn't having that. Uh, I think I ended up getting kicked out of the house because I was going to the studio and coming home late. And she was like, you can't come in here. And I was like, fine, you know, <laughs> fine. <laughs> and I didn't go home. I had already not, I wasn't talking to my father either. So I was just like kind of on my own for some months. And then this then the following school year came i still hadn't really talked to my mom and she texted me like i'm guessing you're not going to school this year so we linked up and we talked about it and i told her what i wanted to do and told her what i had been doing and she we went and watched the butler with uh <laughs> forrest whitaker Oprah and just Oprah. bringing people together all Bro, the time. <laughs> me and my mother cried at the end of that movie we talked and she realized i wasn't stupid and i wasn't just trying to like you know yeah be out here i wanted to you know get a head start on what I wanted to do. Yeah. And uh, so she agreed to sign me out of high school. Uh, yeah. She just agreed to do that for me. And that was, that took a lot for her. Shout out yeah. to moms. That's yeah. a big moment. Yeah. yeah. And, but the she, kind of trust the, the, like the ways that we test our parents to be like, I know that you knew me when I couldn't hold my head up yeah. <laughs> at all, but just trust me on this. Like yeah. I got it. That's a that's real, cause like, that's the thing, you know. Yeah, cause it's hard because like so much, at least of how we think of parenthood here in America is like you are defined in some sense by like what you provide and what you do for your child. So like the the plan that they have for you is like their plan for themselves, right? Like this is that's a a, a jarring thing for parents. Like when you change your when you start being able to make your own decisions and you're not following the plan you know yeah absolutely you know and i think my parents had me before they had a plan for themselves exactly that's what i was so, hearing watching me you know grow up and figure out my plan whilst they're figuring out their plan still yeah. of course there's going to be some chaos and some yeah. be some misunderstanding and miscommunication but i think you know 
I think now we we've I have a great relationship. Like me and my my, my mother's my best friend. It's mm. crazy, <laughs> you know. Me and my father just had dinner last night. We were arguing at the table. He's like, "I hope it works out for you." He says stuff like that to me, and I'm like, "All right." <laughs> oh, he's, he's still salty. He's yeah, still yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> but he, he but he's coming to dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves me, and he he you know he's a brick. He's an iron worker. He wakes up mm. very early and grinds every day. You know, mm. he does that for his family. And Man, he, I even know they still made iron. Like I thought that's bro, what I like. <laughs> that he, that's the type of work an iron worker like about. takes the wire and wires the very structure of the big buildings together like mm. they go wire that iron together and you think just like computers just did like, that by now no, 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 still, it's, it's a dude. still people, people working iron doing that. <laughs> oh man yeah and when it's someone do you think for him like since he's someone who does things with his hands it might be even harder to like understand this kind of ethereal thing of like i'm gonna make a life making songs Oh, abs- I mean, absolutely. My dad has a love for, uh, you know, music. <laughs> and yeah. any. I think every parent underestimates their kid somehow. Mm. It's like, what are you talking about? What are you going to do? Especially when you come from a, a background where people don't do that. You know, he came from the streets. Yeah. He had to make his way. You know, he had to dig it out of the dirt every yeah. time he needed it. You know, he, mm. he made his food. He grew his food. <laughs> mm. He planted his food mm. in the ground and grew it yeah. he doesn't know is that a metaphor or did he was he literally gardening he wasn't gardening that's okay. a metaphor <laughs> okay <laughs> you said it very convincingly though <laughs> he knows how to grow stuff yeah. <laughs> uh no he's just like he's a hustler yeah. and and now he's a hard-working man like and he know he understands that that's what he has to do mm-hmm. and he doesn't want he doesn't want to think i'm going into the world blindly as a young black man he wants to make sure i know what i'm up against that i need to make sure i have benefits and make sure that like i have a job that's gonna take care of me and like Mm -hmm. that's the complex that like you know black men are spoon-fed you know yeah i'm cursed with this desire to not want to work for anybody you know i want to i don't want to do that (laughs) so having that conversation with somebody who has had to grind and work it's like what makes you better than me? Exactly, you know? and it's like I have to tell, you know talk to like like it's not that, just like it's something else. Yeah. I I understand what I'm 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 making my bed and sleeping in it. Like yeah, I've yeah. taken I've taken on this responsibility to have this conversation with you. You know, so this is where I'm coming from. I can't help it. You know, and he understand. We 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 had a we have great conversations. It's <laughs> a great beautiful. thing to be able to talk out the like I'm making this choice and I understand the ramifications or the like the things that come. I understand the ramifications of this choice and I'm pushing someone who loves me to understand why I'm making the choice I'm making. That it's not, they can't necessarily just fill in the blanks for why I make the choice I make, you know? Exactly. That you're rejecting that premise for a reason and like helping them understand that. That's cool. And that it's not just like ignorance or naivete, right? Like that you are, you are consciously taking risk right like you are into being intentional with, yeah. with your choices I, 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 yeah i'll say that yeah, yeah. and we commend you man we, yeah, Thanks, man. yeah. <laughs> so let, let, let's go back one more time so you make that choice um and you say so you're you're making music at that point are y'all doing shows with uh with hurt everybody at that point uh what point like 17 like when you decide that you're getting your ged and, and all that um i'm trying to think about this time frame I I definitely was doing shows already. Yeah, I think so. By the the eighth grade year is happening. 
Uh, eighth grade? What yeah, am I talking like, about? Twelfth yeah. grade. You left high school <laughs> early. Starts <laughs> 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 up. We got uh, iron workers and eighth grade education. <laughs> <laughs> what, what century is this? <laughs> Damn. I got my first car. I was twelve. Uh, <laughs> my dad actually got his first car when he was like twelve, fourteen, four, not twelve. I think it was fourteen. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Them, them, the like before the nineties. <laughs> like was going. wild as shit man. yeah no like, you're right 60s through 90s the stories yeah. they say like y'all was doing what yeah i was 12 i was working behind a stick you know like i was cutting trees yeah. my dad said he got <laughs> somebody from, from his neighborhood who like, what we just joked about that was his actual story like he he finished eighth grade and like just never went to high school it was like i'm just gonna be a mechanic it was like a full-fledged like mechanic with a name tag <laughs> smoking no. Newports at 14. Like a full like like drinking Out of malt liquor. Like <laughs> like his homie. I think to this day is still a mechanic. It's just been a mechanic since <laughs> since eighth grade. I've been a mechanic for 35 years. <laughs> Sir, you're 42. <laughs> <laughs> but no, let's go, let's go back to like yeah. you so, know well, when, when was the, the question? The and seeds just, of it. And as stuff started to grow with oh. whatever the what are a couple moments that maybe made you feel like you had made some good choices that, that that risk was starting to pay off um i think when all all of my classmates were doing you know participating in their senior year mm -hmm. and i was supposed to be there and but but i was you know doing shows yeah. every weekend and i was getting money yeah. from doing that and it was cool. It was like I'm um, making music. In a sense, it was like it was very it was slight, but I was uh I was doing sold out shows, and I think that summer after like where I have, I was supposed to have just graduated high school, I had like we heard everybody dropped the heard everybody EP that July, and we had like you know it was celebratory for us. It was it was tight. We had a lot, a lot of people cared about it, and yeah. I've all my grandmother told me because. When I when I wasn't when I had left my parents' home mm -hmm. and like left, like I wasn't talking to my parents for a long time. They just didn't like what I was. <laughs> I didn't like the decision I had made to not go to high school. Uh, my grandma would just pop in on me and like, "Are you hungry? Like, you need anything? Oh, if you need, you can grandma. stay at my house, yeah. you know." But she, 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 my father would complain to her like, "Why are you helping Kari? Like, look at what he's doing, you know." And she, she said something to him like, "Like he my." She she said that like she she said something to him about me caring about like the small things like Kari doesn't care about those things that you're talking about he values the small things mm. and I I didn't know that about myself mm. <laughs> I didn't realize that and I was like I was like damn grandma what kind of small <laughs> yeah. what kind of small things do you think you care about have you seen that pattern more in the years since like can you identify that I I it's developed into me when I realized I didn't know that about myself I think she helped me start. The 17 and dropping out of high school i was forced to be with myself and face my decisions alone you know so like i had to find ways to be confident in myself and like know about myself know why i was doing what i was doing or anything like mm -hmm. that it's like knowing what i care about like why i care about it yeah. and so yeah i think uh like the small things just like making sure my like just like the little making sure my family's good like making sure yeah. like i love i love music <laughs> right. like there's a moment i yearn for a moment that i know is fleeting you know mm. 
I know that that moment will pass, but, and it happens all the time. You know, I'm just looking for like a breath of fresh air and making sure I can like share that with people and give, you know, it's, it's something, it's, yeah. No, I know what you mean. That moment is that in the, in the like process of making it, is it in the process of performing it? Like, where does that moment live for you that you're chasing? I think I'm like trying to figure that out. But and with me, it's like I, I, uh, I've been doing something. I'm, I, I try to stay close to what I'm passionate about and what I love. You know, I think that's what it is. It's like I, lo- I love music. I love my family. I, when I listen to music, when I, when I, when I, I think it's like share. When I'm able to share, like actual feeling, actual life. Like feeling alive, you know. It's like I feel yeah. that when you when when you share that with people, or when like there's some you know something like that. Do you get that feeling when you perform? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. At, yeah. Nothing makes you present. Hopefully, like being on a stage in front of people who are responding to you, like that. It's such this. It's that like immediate, like gratification and connection that, like very often. I don't know. I I think for me that's something I chase. And it's part of why I like doing this, but I could imagine for you, like trying to get that moment of like breath, that that could be one place where. It could but be- it means a lot to me when like people I don't know are like, "Thank you," or, or yeah, not yeah. like, "Do what you do, keep doing it," because yeah. like there are times where I'm like, "I what am I doing?" <laughs> you know, I I've struggled with that. I think every artist does. Like, is does this? Uh, am I being selfish? Mm-hmm. Like, nah, I care right. about this, right. and like some society has a way of making you forget what you care about yeah. just by throwing a bunch of stuff that you that other people think they care about think that they think you might care about in your face it's like nah like i i can't forget that i love this and, and some people don't know what they care about and that's a whole other question but for people who do know what they care about yeah it's, it's, it's like a it's, it's a, it's a battle yeah it's man like, bro i just i just really i'm feeling two things right now like first like i just really uh have a respect not only for the path that you've taken but the way that like i hear you processing it and like living in it and and, and standing you know (laughs) standing in your shoes upright like that but also it's just making me like sad and frustrated about the world that like the fact that you basically just say i want to be happy and don't want to be controlled by like bullshit is looked at as like you're crazy you know say or like the fact that it was it's it's seen as irresponsible it's not it's inhumane the way that like the world is set up. Cause I remember being in college. I don't know if you ever had this feeling and like it was, I knew that it was the right thing to do. I always, it was always kind of assumed that like I had to do it. It was set up financially where it wasn't like a real strain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember like by my freshman, sophomore year, having a real envy of people around my age that like intentionally had made the choice to not go to school, whether it was to pursue art or any type of endeavor creatively. Mm. And like, I was just finding myself as a creative. So I didn't have a thing that like I could stand on or I didn't know myself enough to be like, I don't want to go to school because I want to do this. I just didn't like school. But that's the key distinction, right? It's the difference between you weren't, it sounds like you weren't envious of people who weren't doing that you're envious of people who, were who doing had a thing else. and had yeah. passion and had like drive and, and a sense of identity you know at an age where they it's almost like not allowed right like under 18 you're not yeah. really supposed to have a full-fledged identity that you like stand on principles not supposed to be a mechanic yeah <laughs> so it's like yeah i just want to c- c- commend you uh 
Because, like, you. you're here, you're still standing, and your pants are fresh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, five years I, later. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. And, like, I just want to let it be known, like, I and just because I dropped out of high school and didn't choose the path of, path of college, I don't condemn the path of, of college. Course, like, yeah. I, like, there are things that if I wasn't cursed with the desire to be an artist, like, I would do. You do know? you really see it as that? Do you really see it as a curse? It's a blessing and a curse. I love art and I love the fact that I've, I have, I'm the ability to even come speak. Thank you for inviting me here, by the yeah, way. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, like you. <laughs> that's great to me. And I love, I'm, I'm glad I can participate in something that I love. Like, and it, that so happens to be art. Just to feel like you're in, like in it. That's, I think that's kind of what I'm hearing, right? Is this feeling of like this thing that I wanted to be part of or that I wanted to pursue. Like I'm, you, you made the choice to do it. And then every day you get to just keep making that choice and it gets easier and easier to make that choice because you've been doing it for all the days before. You know? Yeah. And, and, and some, I, I kind of feel this way, but I think definitely for you, like even if it ended today and we had to do something more traditional, just these experiences of like these last four or five, there's so much to tell your children about, right? Like there's Absolutely. so many exciting Absolutely. things. What's one thing that do you ever think of that? Like in the moment, like, man, 30 years from now, this is going to be super cool to like reflect on well i have a daughter i have you do a, yeah oh congratulations yeah i have a four-year-old you have a, oh wow what's her name her name is Lodi. oh shout Lodi out love. much love to Lodi. yeah podcast listener <laughs> <laughs> i'll put her on bro <laughs> we're all about the the shameless yeah, plug yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more trying, to get that, trying to get that kindergarten ship <laughs> up definitely oh so how is that how, how does how does that come into play because now it's like a multi-generational story um, I mean, I keep her around. Uh, <laughs> you know, I like to, I bring her where she's been, she's been around. <laughs> she's been around me making music and doing stuff, and got I, that same experience of you in the living room, yeah. Stuff from, and know? I love that. I can share that with her. I hope you know. I think she she she's a happy little girl, and like that's. I'm glad that she's happy. I'm glad that I can give her that and give her some experiences. You know, something like how, what I had. I, I want to share with her. What does What does your mom see when she sees you with her? Um, man, my mom, my mom is proud of me. She tells me she's proud of me. She's, <laughs> she's like, I don't know how you're a good father. There was, there was no good fathers around you. Kid. I don't know where you get, <laughs> but she, you know, she's just happy. Like my mom grew up without a father. Her father, um, her father died and in, in the war, nothing brutal. I think he got sick or something, but she did. She never really got to see her father. <laughs> So she's just proud of me and she wants to help me. And like, she raised me, you know, she, mm. I have a father. He's cool. Shout out. Shout out to an argument last night. Shout out to you. Yeah. We get, we, we will. Oh man. That's my dude though. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's just like, he's like, uh, yeah, he's always going to put that pressure on me and I need that. I'm, I'm so grateful for having like a father in my life, you know, cause I'm, I have so many people in my, my mom didn't have a father. So many people in my family who didn't have a father, my little brothers, I have two little brothers, that but my mother and both of their fathers are gone already, you know, and so I'm grateful that I have somebody who's you know gonna let me know how how is it what it's really like out here, even if he doesn't understand you know yeah. we uh, even if he does we don't see eye to eye, you know that's okay with me i get I know why we don't see eye to eye because he was born in nineteen seventy seven <laughs> and had to grow up through black yeah. people had it so difficult yeah. Yeah. have it yeah. it's so difficult <laughs> to be a it doesn't black... even make sense like to you can't even compute it like you can't yeah quantify i can't how fucked up and every time i think about that my that my parents are still here and doing uh, you know i'm just like i can't believe it 
Because mm-hmm. the stories that I hear about my family and what they've been through, what they had to survive, we really are survivors. Every time you see a black person smiling, that is a survivor mm-hmm. of real, th- you know, stuff. So, like, are there any particular story? You don't have to, of course, as much or as little as you want to share. But when you say like the things that you can't believe that they that they made it through, like, is there anything? Not even the specifics of the story, but any pieces of what you heard that sticks with you that like keeps you grounded. Oh man, I'm trying to decide if I can even say some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, we can transition out of it. Yeah, no, no, it's cool. It's not that. It's not invasive. That's probably a good question. It may be great content, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, just like just surviving, like people. Oh man. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, one, one, one. My grandmother's my my mother's mother's husband. My mother. My, my okay. My grandmother had two daughters. One is my mother. My mother's the oldest. She has a little sister. And at some point, both of those husbands had passed away. And uh, well, while the last one was still alive, my aunt, he was crazy and was like really trying to like murder her and plotted one day very, had this whole thing planned, you know, it's really crazy. Oh man, I've already started. I'm not going to go into detail, but he, uh, he like was just prepared and had gone to execute the thing. And my grandmother tells me to this day, she's like, I just got a vibe that mm-hmm. like, I didn't feel safe in my house that night. And mm-hmm. she stayed across the street with a woman named Connie who eventually became her lover. Sh- sh- I was going to shout out to Connie anyway, but double, yes, shout, double out shout out to Connie. Shout out, double shout out to Connie. Uh, <laughs> Connie she, really came through yeah, that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, my grandma went to stay with Connie and then sure enough, that night, her crazy husband who has had a history of abuse, you know, just making things difficult for her. And he pulled up with, you know, he pulled up with materials to you know, murder my grandmother and my mother and my aunt and the landlord lived upstairs and he broke in and killed, murdered this guy because he was intruding and scaring the family. Oh so the, Wait, the landlord murdered the guy or the guy murdered the landlord? The landlord murdered my grandmother's husband. Oh, wow. So late husband, crazy guy trying to kill my grandma. Wow. My grandma's still alive. My family's still alive. Shout out. That is a that's wild surviving. story and good content. That is, but that's wild though. <laughs> that is nuts. The heat rock. Yeah. <laughs> family just, survivors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instinct too. That's, that's the, the like the powerful part. Of that that it wasn't a warning from anyone yeah, else. It was just, just like, like, she you know what? Dude, niggas is crazy. I need to, I need to switch it up. I need to move around. Yeah. yeah. But, and then it's so much crazy stuff, man. Uh, but just family survival. Uh, slavery happened. Black people are all here still. Yeah. Congratulations. Pat yourselves on the black, black people. We <laughs> survived <laughs> slavery. <laughs> we survived so much, you know? So. And it's such a short amount of time. Like, it's just all so, like, all the great these migration. Things. You're like, talking about, like, your parents, and then you go one generation. Like, we think of these things as history, but it's still so much memory. And, and then you inherit memory, and it, like, it's just right. such, it's so recent. Like, yeah, exactly. People are like, yo, that was crazy. Like, what year did we, black people were able to vote for the president? What year was that? How long yeah. ago was that? Like, the, the last legislation came through, what was that, 65? 65, right? But they still, yeah. like, in certain states up to, like, 72, 73. That's insane. Shit, now. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. Just, there was just that case where they tried to close, like, three quarters of the voting sites in black neighborhoods in And Georgia. felons can't vote, right? Uh, certain, certain states, states. they can. Most states they can now. Shout out! But they also, make it really hard in Illinois. By the way, there's this big campaign right now uh, where 
basically, if you're in Cook County, so you haven't been convicted yet, but you are um, awaiting trial, you can vote in state and I believe federal elections. So I can't. And also vote. local. Like yeah, all, exactly. So could so the I forget which ward it is, but that ward like is a real contentious because if like them seven to ten thousand people in county can vote, that's that can that shakes shit up. That's how you change who who holds power there. Yeah. Yeah, man. But just a great migration, just like how many people had to move to Chicago, like the fact that we were in this city. Yeah, my family. My family came from Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, Shout out Mississippi. That wasn't an easy trip. Not at all. They came in in 1961. Oh, they were at the the tail end of the great... Yeah, great. that was the, that wasn't like the great great. Yeah, great. that was the that was like a, the bad. That was like the least. That was the all right migration. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wasn't the great. It was migration. a migration. They 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 just migrated. Yeah. <laughs> it, was no. a de- it was a decent. Migration. It was, yeah, it was the decent, <laughs> <laughs> the decent migration. <laughs> all right, it's time, uh, man. So we, you know, this has been beautiful. I, I appreciate. We got to play a little game, and this is, you know, we've gone deep into family history. You've been uh, vulnerable with in, with Thank us you. in ways that we really appreciate. But now this is the the core of our show right here. This is this is what we show up for. So it's really it's really a service more than anything. There's a, <laughs> there's a, so I put you on the spot, but but it's no it's not a hot seat. Trust me. I yeah. offered to tell him before, and he said he didn't want. To ah, I, I love it. I love it. You you you're a trooper. So there's a sect of the world. That at least in my 25 years of living, but I'm starting to understand it goes back deeper, has run amok. And we shall stand for it no more here at Ergo Radio. We are doing the work to stand up and push back. So we use accountability here. The game is beef. And the sect of the world that has run amok is R&B singers. (laughs) So we invite all of our guests every week to start beef with an R&B singer. Beef with an R&B singer with Kari. Here any we go. Era. Any era. So from Motown on down, any R&B singer, you got to stop. <laughs> you are so shocked. Oh, my God. Oh. Yep. Because think about it. If you, As a rapper, right, if you just like jumped completely out of your body, with it, somebody's going to have some bars for you. It's going to be a diss track. It's going to be a whole situation. And we try to reel it back in. Beef with an R&B singer. Oh, my God. Beef with an R&B singer. <laughs> Holland notes, don't at me. Yep, yep. <laughs> don't at me. Any particular reason? They too hot and they not my they're not they too hot. And, yeah. and, and I don't understand why. I think it's cause they stole some sauce. Yeah. But I don't know. Holland notes. Uh does Taylor Swift count? Taylor no. Swift count. Yeah, yeah. She we counts? Yeah, we yeah. open up. Oh yeah, absolutely. I got a I got a hit list, bro. Yeah, yeah, let's I do wish, it. I wish you I wish you told me earlier now. We could have we could have had this. That's such ready a difficult go. question, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, man, if you got some more, if you got bring the if you got the clip loaded. Bring them out, bring them out. Oh my god. <laughs> I love how serious you're taking this. <laughs> um I think I think just those two. I think uh who who gets some smoke? Katy Perry gets some yeah. smoke. Yeah. Cancel that R and B. Yeah. Is that rhythm and blues? Like I don't think they that, count. I mean Is they're pop tip? artists, but they they are appropriating the, the lineage of R and B for sure. Mike Posner. Oh yeah. excellent. Bruh, bruh. I want the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Pull up with that. <laughs>
I think I think just those are my hits. Yeah, I like I like it was a it was a very themed B for the R B singer segment. You had multiple editions and they all I, it's a it's a connected thing. Like Yeah, this was the appropriation <laughs> version of R B beef. I I love it. <laughs> what, what was some good at what like what were your favorite? Well, R. Kelly is the king of the game and He's kind of why we play. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Brown gets gets Chris Brown and Usher get a lot of smoke. You know what? I, I'm I like, biased because I wasn't saying any black men. Yeah, I like the late '90s, like stuff. Like I like somebody who just like would say like the the third member of Jagged Edge. Oh my god! Or, or just because B2K, I'm, all B2, of them. Oh yeah, B2K for sure. I've been waiting for somebody to go back more. I think David Ruffin. I've always like used him as an example. David Ruffin gets no smoke. Oh my god! Yeah. It, the list is him. It ain't no show without David Ruffin. <laughs> They didn't come and see you, Otis. <laughs> see? People are ready for it. All right, we got to get up out of here. Right. Uh, any plugs, social media, where, where they, they find you? you? Music and all that? Uh, I'm Kari. Um, Father Carl underscore is my Instagram. I believe my my Twitter is Kari, Kari, Kari. You believe? I can confirm that it is. <laughs> it is. It is totally my Rumor Twitter. Rumor has it. <laughs> uh, com. You can, all my stuff is there. Um. Yeah, I'm on SoundCloud. Just check me out, please. Absolutely. We're at Ergo Radio. I'm at Ergo Kiss. Damon underscore AF. And uh, we'll be back next week with another with another conversation showcasing and celebrating Chicago. Much love to the people. Peace. I got pants from Japan. I got fans in the stands. Fake friends shake hands. Real friends money dance. Stop sign nigga scrams. Red light nigga skirts. We ain't never been friends. It ain't never been worth it. God level my circuit. I'm high as heaven on purpose. I fuck your bitch on purpose. I might get rich on purpose. I write a hit on purpose. If it ain't working, keep working. Pop work, keep coming. Adopt the niggas, Mr. Drummond. Dip the strokes, move these hundreds. Don't talk about it, nigga, run it. Stun it, run through my family. Hustle, run through my family. And I'll put that on my granny. Had that purple on the west side. Y'all don't really understand me. Now I'm feeling like Don Juan. So you're listening to Ergo, right? Which we appreciate. But you want Ergo and all your other podcasts to sound good. That's why you should be listening on Overcast. Overcast is a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now, unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store.